Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Call Her Auntie podcast. We have a special episode. This episode is in honor of what would have been the Indigenous Fashion Week TO. Um, and today we have a TikTok phenomenon, an aspiring stylist hailing from the Cree Nation of Wiskaganesh. And if you don't know where that is, that's in northern Quebec. So please welcome our special guest, Scott Wabano. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi, um, Scott, <laughs> Scott has been one of like kind of like our fans and like supporters since the beginning and we just mm-hmm. appreciate it and honestly like because like I came I like back to our workplace in September and that's kind of where I met you Scott and mm-hmm. and then I started like following you on media and then like when I'd see in person I was honestly a little bit starstruck because I was like whoa like this is like (laughs) you're just like so cool oh my god (laughs) I'm so excited to get to know you more oh my god I'm so um, excited to be on here thank you (laughs) Um, yeah like like our stories just totally match where you you know like you came from northern Quebec and like you're living in Toronto and you're hustling and like doing everything and you're doing great so I think you'd just be a great role model for like everyone so um let's get right into it um what is your story Scott like where did you grow up and give us like that background yeah so um well thanks for having me on I'm so happy to be on here Um, So I'm actually was I was born and raised in uh, Moose Factory, Ontario, which is in the James Bay region. Um, But my family actually comes from uh, the Cree Nation of Wiskagnish, which is in northern Quebec. So um, that's why it kind of gets a little like fumbly when people ask me where I'm from, because like I like to say I'm from the Cree Nation of Wiskagnish, but I was born and raised in Moose Factory, Ontario. So yeah, I was born there. Um, both my families are come from east each side of the coast. So my mom's side of the family comes from the Quebec side, and my dad's side of the family actually comes from the west side of James Bay. So they both wow. kind of like met in the middle, like a little indigenous <laughs> love story, <laughs> and just met, and then yeah, but then came me. Oh, James so Bay, cute. true love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my That's god, so yeah. Cute. Um, what was like what was high school like in Moose Factory? Or did you have to like go to another town or what was that like? Well, yeah, so I spent most of my years in Moose Factory. I was there up I was there until I was in grade 8, I believe. Yeah, grade after I finished grade 7. So when I was in grade 8, that's when me and my mom actually moved to North Bay, Ontario, um which is oh. about yeah, like three and a half hours north of Toronto so yeah I was living there I was living there for my grade eight years I graduated grade eight there and then the beginning of my high school years that's where I was starting 
um, in the North Bay area. I was starting in the city at the Whitefield Secondary School. Um, but throughout my childhood there, like I was always friends with um, all my friends were all Indigenous people. Um, and they were all going to high school on the high school that was on the reserve in North Bay. I think it was like in Deshaney or something. So yeah, I was going to high school in the city up until I decided to switch schools. And then I switched schools to the high school on the reserve and was there for a little bit until I decided to move back up to my dad's reserve. Well, my home reserve, Moose Factory. Mm-hmm. I think I was there for grade 11, grade 11, grade 12. That's yeah, I graduated from there as well, too. And yeah, I was just there for two years. And that's when I decided to pursue my post-secondary studies. <laughs> wow. And then what made you choose? Um, like, I know that you're in for everyone, like, oh, you're in the fashion program. But is that the program you started in when you first went to post-secondary? Oh, God, no. <laughs> so, like, Tell us. Yeah. So like when I was in like high school, like I didn't even think I was going to be in fashion. Like, I think I wanted to I started off in high school wanting to be a chef. So I was taking like a bunch of cooking classes and then then came down to like grade 11, grade 12 years and still didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I liked music because like my there's like my family loves music. Everyone plays guitar and plays some sort mm-hmm. of instrument. They all sing. I feel like it's very common amongst Indigenous families for mm-hmm. to have like a musical family like that. So I always knew I liked music. So my first year of college, after I graduated from uh, my high school, I decided to go to school for music. So I went to Ottawa, actually. And I was taking oh. taking music industry arts there. I wanted to be a music producer. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Creative? You're such a creative native. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I didn't even play any instruments or nothing. Oh. Too. So, like, I was just like, okay, I like music. I love the feeling music gives me. Maybe even though I don't play, maybe I could do something in, like, the background or, like, you know, work a switch in the back or something in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, like, my whole mindset, yeah. Wow. So and how then, did you, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, you go, Koi. <laughs> how did you find your way from music to fashion? And then, okay, before you get into that, tell us how your initial move to Ottawa was and, like, what it felt like. Well, I, well, I guess like, it was kind of different for me because, like, I <clears throat> was already, I was, like, really familiar with Ottawa anyways because, like, me and my family always used to go for, like, summer vacations, family vacations, and Ottawa was one of the places we'd always go. So I was really familiar with the area. And I didn't get, I guess you could say I didn't get like the big like culture shock much like of these res, like people who are coming from the res get when they come out to school. So I was kind Mm -hmm. of like used to the city, like fast paced life. Um, I feel like my mom had a harder time than I did. Just because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because, like, I was, I'm my mom's baby, so knowing oh, that I had Did your to, mom like... move with you? Pardon? Did your mom move with you at first, like, to Ottawa? Uh, she didn't move with me. She just, like, <clears throat> came with me to Ottawa to, like, find an apartment and 
I found the apartment. So she helped me like pick up my furniture, like my bedroom furniture, like kind of settled me in, gave it that mother's little love before she left. And so did you have to sleep on an air mattress? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Literally, that's like my favorite episode of you guys too, when you guys talked about living on an air mattress. Just right now too, before I moved into like my Liberty City, well, like when I moved into my new condo now, I had to live yeah. on an air mattress for the first couple of months. Sometimes it's like that. <laughs> it's like that. It literally <laughs> is. <laughs> I was so embarrassed to like, for years to even tell people that I like did sleep on an air mattress but now I'm just like hell everyone's doing it so it's like <laughs> yeah I'm proud of it literally everyone's though. doing it <laughs> okay so how um, did you find your way sorry Grace how did you no, you go okay how did you find your way to the fashion program <laughs> sorry um <laughs> I seriously do not know so like when I was like studying music that's when I like told myself like oh like I'm gonna have like when I become a musician or whatever I'll have like a merch line and I've always like I love clothes I've always loved dressing nice like I always just kind of use fashion as like my little creative outlet growing up a lot Mm -hmm. so I always knew I had a passion for that but like when I was taking music I was like okay like how can I mix my passion for music and my passion for fashion together so I was like oh that's perfect like I'll just design merch for when I'm a musician and because I wanted to be a DJ first in my first uh, year of Ooh. yeah so and then I don't know and then I after that I went to school for radio because I still wanted to pursue a career within um within like music the music industry somehow whether it be in radio whether it be like as a broadcaster like or like a radio station that I always listen to um or even just producing like you know radio commercials and whatnot so yeah I took two years of radio at Canador in North Bay and okay from that Oh, congrats. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that about you. Congrats. Yeah. So I, gra- <laughs> I graduated from all my programs that I've taken. So I, the one at Algonquin and then the one at Canada as well, too. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So do you think you were interested in the, I believe, I, I, to my understanding, Moose Factory has a radio station? Yes. Did you guys always have that on in your household? Um. In my household, not actually, yeah. My dad listens to the radio station a lot, like when I used to live with him. Um, mm-hmm. So it would always be on. It would be the first thing I'd hear in the morning. Um, I think my mom even worked for the radio station back when we were, when I was growing up too. Yeah. Um, and just like, even like the radio nights, I mean, like the bingo nights on radio. <laughs> so like, I remember that a lot growing up. <laughs> Do you think that, like, that might have influenced you to go into radio since you saw it all over? I think so. Because, like, well, like, I don't know. Like, I've always enjoyed getting to know people and just, like, interviewing people. But also just, like, being surrounded by music. Like, whenever I'm doing something, like, I feel like I always have to be listening to music. And I feel like Mm -hmm. radio was a perfect place for that because you're always listening to your station, making sure everything's, like, running smoothly and whatnot so 
I think that was yeah. a big part of that too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so how are you enjoying the fashion program and like what opportunities have come out of it for you? Um, so what well, it took me a while to finish my program. Like I started back in 2017. So that's when I moved to Toronto. And honestly, right away, like right when I got into the program, that's when all these like opportunities started presenting themselves. Just like, you know, people like submitting, like they're looking for volunteers to like my program coordinator to like upcoming mix and mingle events coming up, whether it be within the college program or just like within the fashion community outside in Toronto. So there was just a lot I was just basically like slapped in the face with so much events I was just it was like so overwhelming but it was just like oh my god like there's so much stuff to do like I was just like super excited about it all so I just basically attended everything that I could do and just just to kind of like get in there and mm-hmm. <clears throat> because well, that's like, so good yeah because like I well like I moved to Toronto like wanting to like break out my comfort zone because well Toronto's basically the place to do that so I decided whenever I was going to come here that whatever opportunity like made came its way like I would always try and just like put myself out there um, try new things and yeah so that's basically what I did (laughs) And, like, that got you, that landed you a manager position, too, with, like, a really great company, right? Yeah. So, thankfully, I met the Aboriginal Resource Center at Humber because they've also been provided, they provided me so much opportunities like that as well, too, because I believe it was actually Quay who introduced me to the VP of Marketing at Manitoba and ended up getting me. I, like, (laughs) yeah. I like harassed you to come down. Yeah. Like, oh, you have class? What about after? Yeah, you're <laughs> just like, it, you better come down. There's people here that'll help you. Like, there's connections here. I was like, oh my god. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I have to like go and like. I just remember Quay always messaging me that day too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, it was so. It was. I'm so glad I went though. I was like, yeah, it's like provided me with a store manager position at Square One for one other pop-up store. So got me in the foot of, mm-hmm. got my foot in the door for like management, retail experience and whatnot. Very cool. That's awesome. Quay is like everyone's hype man. Like I know. if you like <laughs> I if, love you're, it. if you have an idea, if you have an idea and you're like, Quay, what do you think? Like should I do this? She'd be like, Yes, do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We all need a quay in our lives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. To hype you up. Yeah. For real. No, it was awesome. I'm really happy that you were there that day. So um, another question we have that would be good for our listeners um, who are listening to this podcast. Um, is there something you recommend about picking a program of study, like coming out of high school or also like, for anyone like it's okay if you don't if you try a program and you don't like it and you're you're figuring yourself out as you go um but do you recommend any any tips about picking a program of study um some tips I would just say pick something that you want to do like you want to do like 
not like what your family wants you to do, like not what your friends want to do, like something that you know that you would enjoy doing and something that you would love enjoy doing, um, something you have a passion for, um, mm-hmm. something that you know is going to help push you to your full potential, um, something that's going to just want you just something that's going to want you to want to like wake up in the morning and do stuff and know that you're making a difference and something that makes Mm -hmm. you happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was growing up, my mom, like she's my biggest support, but then she's also, I think just from her life experience, she wanted me to take a certain path. And she like kept telling me, she's like, be a nurse, be a nurse. And I'm like, I don't want to be a nurse. Like, full respect to nurses but I just not for me and like I told her I'm like when I came to Toronto I'm gonna take business like business marketing because I I like to talk to people Mm -hmm. and I think this is like a good fit for me and she's like I she said something along the lines that like business like won't really take you anywhere or and I was just like well I don't know I'll I'll try it out and I just like (laughs) it's kind of just like getting your feet wet like it was just like a jump for me to move to Toronto Mm -hmm. and I like I think like for anyone listening like taking those type of risks even like not thinking too much about it and just doing it and then just like seeing how it goes but knowing you have support I think is super important exactly um like if I if I was doing it and didn't have support I'd be like screwed but (laughs) yeah no I feel like having that perfect support system is really really good for that too because I honestly don't think I would have moved to Toronto or like done a lot of the things that I would like to do if I didn't have such a you know great support system Mm -hmm. at home and I'm really grateful for that actually yeah I know my mom she did tell me when I did move um she was like it's only like we're only a flight away Mm -hmm. and like I think that can be in context of anyone like moving away. Like we are like, we could be distance like so far by hours, but really it's just like a flight and like my family can find the fun somehow to fly me back if I really needed it. So it was good to just like have that in mind that we're not too far, even though it is kind of far, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally get that though. Like something I remember reading somewhere though, that, home will always be there it's just yeah something along something along those lines I forget what it said but it's like I remember the main quote though was home will always be there and it will always miss you too but and like it did like definitely like hit home I was like oh my god that's so true like all like like what I'm trying to do is just trying to build a better home for myself and back there too well, my grandma, she t- totally like tough love. And I remember that some came home and it was like, it was my little family I made. And we were, I was like crying. And I, cause we had this, like, kind of a big send off before I went back. And I was just crying. I I, no, maybe I was pregnant. And um, I was like, I'm so bad. Like, I'm. I like, I'm so sad to be leaving everyone. And she's like, your family's over there now. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay. I'm like, as I'm surrounded by like all my family, I'm like, 
okay, yeah, grandma, yeah, my family's there. Okay, love you. Okay, bye. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. Kind of like kicking you out, but being like, it's okay. Like you can, you can like build your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind exactly. Of like giving you that reassurance, kind of thing. Exactly. Um, okay. So since like your fashion and like um, fashion program, you started up. Um, at least I know from social media, uh, a style by Scott. Mm-hmm. So that's like when that's. And like what you're doing with it and um <laughs> yeah so um well in school I've always kind of had like um my own business I guess like I've had like a little clothing brand that I started back in my community um but like when I the more I worked with my clothing brand and the more I actually started learning like coming to school and like learning more about the fashion business um I got more into like the styling aspect of the industry and I definitely wanted to get my foot into that kind of door too as well just because I feel like I've always had a passion for like myself just like styling clothes uh, whether it be for my family members, um, my friends, uh, just other people that I know. Um, It was just something that I always liked to do. So I decided that when I came to uh, Toronto again, that I would kind of put go towards down that path. So I just started uh, styling like my friends, my families. Um, it wasn't until I started working with Leslie, actually. Um, so Leslie Hampton, the big Toronto Indigenous designer here. <laughs> um, so I started, yeah. yeah. So I finally our paths finally crossed, thankfully, to Manitoba Mukluks, actually. Uh, me and Leslie have been following each other for quite some time on social media. Um, but it was due to Manitoba Mukluks is where we actually finally met in person and just uh, kind of got, like, a vibe with each other. And right away, we, like, kind of clicked. And um, she was... Because I originally reached out to her wanting to be her intern for uh, one of my pro, like my first field placement back in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't looking for interns at that moment. So that's how I stumbled onto Manitoba and ended up just doing my internship with them as their store manager. Um, but yeah, uh, Leslie was also working for them as well, too. So I came across her and then um, we just started talking more, becoming friends. And um, I told her that I wanted to kind of get my like foot in the door as a stylist, but also just um, also just to kind of learn more about like the different roles within the fashion industry. And like, because I just didn't want to limit myself to just like one career. Like I wanted to like, I don't know, like I'm like that type of person that's like I would just want to do it all like I just want to be able to just like be like a jack of all trades kind of thing and like just do it <laughs> We're like, Quay seemed, well even like I feel like I have like that I have a website like what can I put on the website I need like home styling like blog exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I felt like I just wanted to do it all. And um, 
so I basically just asked Leslie if she would like be my mentor just to kind of take me under her wing and just to kind of show me all about the you know the fashion industry here in Toronto and how to kind of put my foot in the door so she knew that mm-hmm. I That's so awesome. yeah so she it was kind of I'm like really grateful to have someone like her in my life too because I guess she kind of believes in me too in a sense where she's providing me like these opportunities to do styling for her personally like for whether it be for her shoots so that's where I kind of started getting like you know more styling credits I guess you could say so like um, I started doing her bridal capsule collection shoot so I helped style that wow and yeah she yeah and I helped styled for her red jingle dress um, coat that she made for with we matter and the Anishinaabe Bemismo, uh-huh. uh, the Jingle Dress Company, the Jingle Dress Cone Company. And yeah, and then she was also yeah. providing, yeah, she's just been providing me opportunities to style her personally as well, too, for like all her TV appearances that she did that for eTalk. And she took me backstage for oh, that. Wow. Yeah, she, she's been really amazing. Like, I'm really like, happy that I've met her and really grateful that she's been providing me all these opportunities to kind of like grow and to also just to kind of get my name out there and put my foot in yeah. the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we ever, if this podcast ever goes anywhere, you are going to be our stylist. <laughs> yes, oh my god, yes. <laughs> we, said, we said that in the beginning. I was like, I have a goal and this is like my goal and Scott is going to style us and we're going to be a team. Yeah. We're going to contact you as our primary stylist. Yeah, we're going to manifest that for real. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that though. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's out there. It's going to happen. Yes, manifest that destiny, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put the energy out. Exactly. Okay. So now this is my favorite question. Um, <laughs> as a TikTok star, so for all of our listeners, <laughs> if you at I think still, if you go into TikTok and type in Scott Scott Wabano comes up before Scott Disson. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I still never yeah, even checked that. <laughs> I have. Oh I have a screenshot. Don't worry, I have a screenshot. Oh my god, that's perfect. so. <laughs> what is your tiktok handle again okay tell us all of your handles oh. <laughs> so right now everyone can go find everything's you everything's just that scott wabano s-c-o-t-t-w-a-b-a-n-o we'll take his we'll take his name yeah okay so what are the most views you've had on one of your viral videos the most views um it would probably have to be my balcony party one that i did what really yeah yeah so that one i think got over like so like that's the one that was like kind of went all over the news actually i think it has like 300k right now oh right yeah so like you're even a journalist (laughs) (laughs) stylish journalist yeah what don't you do dj <laughs> oh my god yes i'm coming for you cbc <laughs> no yeah That's... so it's like that was i think that was the one with the most views and then there was the one with um the city native going back to the reserve 
Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, so, so that I, one, that, yeah, that okay, one was, like, one, yeah. that one was the one that kind of just, like, got picked up by, like, the Native Indigenous community on social media, and then that's the one that just kind of, like, spread, like, wildfire, and, like, yeah, me- yeah like, memes started coming out of it. And- <laughs> <laughs> so many people were tagging me in the memes, and I was, oh, like, I'm not even ashamed. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Literally same. I'm just like, no, yes, that is me, actually. <laughs> okay. There's, I don't know. People like, posting it in Thunder Bay, like from Thunder Bay. And I was like, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, it became I was like, like yeah, it became like this whole thing too, like where I would like get into like a zoom meeting like no matter who like what corporation <laughs> it would be or like who it'd be with there's always like that one person i was like oh i seen that meme of you like on facebook today <laughs> i was like oh my god you saw yourself being all over and then you became this phenomenon so tell us where you see yourself in five years and then, then in 10 years oh Sorry, the dog was barking. <laughs> well, um, in five years, you're going to be our stylist. Yes. <laughs> in five years, hopefully, I'm still styling, doing my thing. Um, hopefully, my brand is lifted up a bit. And um, I do have, like, other projects we'll be working on. Um, hopefully, yeah, I just hopefully my name is more out there like I'm still working in fashion um whether it be as a stylist or a designer um I just see myself working in fashion still and just trying to pave a way for you know future indigenous youth who want to pursue their careers in fashion and just try and make it easier for them and Mm -hmm. hopefully show them that representation well I think you're doing a great job Scott and Mm -hmm. To end it off, what advice or message do you have for young Indigenous youth? Mm -hmm. That no dream is too big. Um, To always chase after your dreams, no matter how big they may seem, there's a possibility for anybody to become anybody these days, you know, with a viral TikTok or a viral T-shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many different ways for people to become successful. And, you know, whatever dream you have, it's never too big to achieve. Yeah, basically chase your dreams like you're running away from a res dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have a scar on my leg because I got hit by a res dog back in my day. <laughs> Oh my god. You need to get oh some rosehip oil or something. But... Actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <some> Scott. <laughs> yes, even better. <laughs> so Scott, it was so awesome having you on and I'm like so glad I got to know you more and for all our listeners to either get to know you more or get to like know you for the first time. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you again for being your second guest on our podcast. So this has been like so awesome for us. So, I think thank it'll, you. Be, it'll be our fourth guest. Um, but first. Is it? Yeah. Fourth guest, but fourth time, oh. time TikTok star. <laughs> 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 I mean, first time, first time. 
Sorry. Darn. <laughs> we should never, we should never say numbers. No. We're always like it's our you're, episode. It's our episode. You're like, it's, <laughs> it's our episode and you're a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott, so much. And if anyone wants to follow him, all of his social media is Scott Wabano. So S-C-O-T-T-W-A-B-A-N-O. And he is a member of Wasaganash Cree Nation. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. How, do you, wait, how do you say thank you in Cree? Miigwech. Oh, yeah. Miigwech, Miigwech man. Yeah, the same. Miigwech. Miigwech. So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.